Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean. Today on Chatting with Nat, we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Melanie M. Scheiber. I hope I said that right. Katy, Texas-raised singer-songwriter Melanie M. Scheiber launched her new pop music project, My Friends Call Me Mel, in April 2021, releasing new music every few months into 2021 and beyond. MFCM musical approach is inspired by wanting her songs to feel like a friend. As a Belmont University songwriting graduate, military wife, and new mom, life has now found MFCM. CMM, creating her latest original music in the beautiful paradise of Oahu, Hawaii. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Melanie. Hello. I hope I said your last name right. I should have asked you. I forgot. I'm sorry. You did Cyber. Cyber. Oh, I got it right. Yeah. You did. Um, also, yeah. the the acronym that's the shortened. My friends call me Mel because it's yeah, a mouthful. I, I, thought, I thought so, but then I was just, oh, let me just do it this way. It's just easier that way. Um, so, <laughs> how have you been this? Um, let's see, election, pandemic, George Floyd, Ukraine. Um, oh my God, Cicada, uh, Roe versus Wade, mass shootings. Um, kind of years how have you been during these tumultuous years it's just been just stupendously crazy i know i feel like i'm watching like a terrible netflix documentary of the world and we're living in it (laughs) Um, you know it's a day-by-day thing though yeah, I mean, it, yeah, no, I agree with you, because day by day, you don't know what you're going to wake up to when you turn on the TV, turn on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, I don't know, you just don't know what you're going to get, but congratulations on becoming a new mom. Yes, and in the midst of all the craziness, my husband and I decided, you know, let's bring a child into the world. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well, you know, I, you know what, I call you guys brave. You know, I don't have children of my own. I have fur babies. I don't plan to have children. The world is very chaotic, but I do applaud the people that decide to have have children. I mean, that's that's a be- it's a beautiful thing. It just is, and you know, to give life, to create life, is just um, an amazing process. I often think about it. Um, it's just how the whole thing happens, and you know, the baby's in your stomach. Um, it's just a phenomenon. <laughs> so, what did you have? Uh, I had a baby girl. Um, yeah, she's already already feeling like a best friend. She's six months old. Her name's Adeline, um, and we love her to death, and she loves music, and she loves dancing, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh-oh. She, now, she is she a pandemic baby? Still in the pandemic, right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so she's she, a pandemic baby. Born at the end of 2021. <laughs> so. Yeah, she's a 
worked out for the pandemic, maybe, because they're, they're very smart and in tune with the world. So, um, and, yeah. that's a good thing, and that's a good thing. So, uh, yeah. one of the questions I like to ask is this, you know, obviously, the past couple of years have just been crap. Um, and people have died and people have lost so much um, during the pandemic. Some people are suffering from long-term COVID and stuff like that. I had COVID twice and suffer from long-term COVID. And uh, it's just crazy times. But on the flip side of that, um, there's been pros. There's actually been pros. And, you know, family members, I saw family members walking together. Not that that's weird, but it is weird because sometimes people are just living in a fast-paced world. Um, Or I had colleagues that said, you know what, I got to cut back on work because I realized I'm not spending enough time uh, with my family. You have climate change. Oh, my gosh. Pollution level went down when we were not in the world the animals, the trees, the grass, I don't know. They were happy hoping that we wouldn't come back, but we did come back. Um, you had yeah. so many articles written about people quitting their job because what the pandemic did, it made people realize that really life is truly short and they definitely want to do something that's more in line with their passion, their love. You know, let's make money and let's be happy, you know, was the whole catchphrase out there. And then there's people like you and I, you know, there's artists that decided to uh, create singles, EPs, albums, tracks, whatever. Some decided to rebrand. Some people decided not to do music anymore. They said, screw this. I'm not doing it. It's too much work. Um, And so what I'm trying to get at is that people had time to self-reflect about um, Mm -hmm. what they want to do with their life, um, how they wanted to be perceived as people, as artists. Uh, So during this time, did you take time to self-reflect, and what did you think about? Wow, yeah, man, these past few years, yeah, with all the ups and downs, I mean, it's like if you had a beating heart, you had to self-reflect. Like, you had yeah. to take some inventory of what was going on in your life. And I was one of those people that um, refound or redefined my passion for music. I was a longtime just songwriter, um, just working with people behind the scenes, and I still very much love to do that. But um, with the pandemic and being at home, that spark of creativity, like just new newness, I guess, in creativity, um, made me want to pursue artistry and actually having my name on, you know, the actual single or actual album. Um, right. So from that, my friend Call Me Mel was born, and um, as you said in my bio, I wanted to write music that felt like a friend, and mm. in these times, I feel like music was that friend for me um, when right. I was so far away from friends, and being and being a military wife, I, you know, I'm always kind of far away from people I, you know, care about. you got to continue making new friendships wherever you go. Um, mm. So yeah, music has been something I just kind of gripped to as um it's just this lifesaver as a raft, really. I love that. Um, yeah, no, I always tell people music for me is my saving grace. Um, it's, uh, it helped a lot on the second part of the pandemic. I mean, the first part of the pandemic, my, my brain was void. I was just like, I had to pinch myself every morning to see if I wasn't living in the 1930s, 1940s, because you just don't think of this era as having plagues. <laughs> um, right. Like yeah. And my husband's a doctor. So we really firsthand felt 
that, um, the intensity of, you know, COVID and things like that. And so it was every day it was like, you know, praying it was going to be okay. And Right. Yeah, I know. You had a divorce because, you know, you have a husband that's a doctor being around people that have COVID and stuff like that. It, it, it's surreal. It's surreal. But in, sometimes I believe everything happens for the, a reason. Sometimes people need to take, and it's sad because millions of people died, um, but it allowed people to really reflect and just, sometimes people just need to take a step back and relax. Um, some people were able to do that mm-hmm. during that one-year one year off period, so to speak. Um, I was working from home during that time. Um, but it still gave me a lot of time to think about who I want to be, you know, what I want to do in music, with music. Um, it's just, you know, and it made me reflect a lot about artistry. And what I realized is that all of us that do music, music <coughs> excuse me, music is our superpower because we can heal people, we can move mountains. People use our m- music to, you know, express their emotions they use it on tiktok social media whatever but they use it right makes them feel better in some kind of way you know and i was telling uh, i was telling somebody else recently or yesterday about the same story where this woman told me that she had a performance and um this guy came up to her after she performed and was like oh my gosh this performance was amazing i really loved it and I'm glad I came to see you tonight because after your show, I was going to go home and kill myself. So wow. that's how powerful her set was. It gave him a new lease on life. So, you know, when yeah. we create music, for those of us that believe in, you know, social impact, message strong are, are, are creating music that that's impactful and makes a difference in somebody else's life, whether it's about breakup songs, love songs, whatever's going on in the world, we need to remember that we can make a difference with music. Mm. Yeah. People want to be seen. They want to be yeah. understood. Yes. And yeah. I, feel, I feel like music can speak to the soul in a way. Uh, just, you know, even if you said it in plain conversation, it wouldn't hit the right. same as when you have the swell of a cello with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. I think that, you know, obviously in the past couple of years, people were craving hope they wanted you know something to belong to because you know with the elections and all this fake news and stuff like that they wanted to hold on to something that was real and I think music especially independent artists uh, people were able to find more independent artists during the pandemic because they had that downtime um now It's also a really great way to dissociate. <laughs> you need to take a break from it. Yes, it's a great way I'm like, to dissociate. I'm not even going to process what I'm going through. I'm just going to write about some other shit. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There you go. I mean, come on now. Um, so how did you get involved in music? Um, did you come out of the womb and you're just like, yep, music is me. I'm going to do this. Or was it something that you heard? Um, or saw that made you say, okay, Melanie needs to do music. Yeah. So I I grew up um, around music. My dad's actually a bluegrass player. He plays in a band. He plays banjo. He's super cute. Love it. Um, mm. And I grew up around brothers who were in rock and roll bands and things like that. And I actually took, you know, a classic kid that had to take piano and <laughs> 
um, at a very early age. But I even remember being kindergarten and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> writing writing these theme songs for characters I would create in my room. I was kind of a weird kid. I would like isolate in my room and just like go into my imaginary world and mm-hmm. yeah, do do this like theme song writing and you know, I'd write scripts for all my characters. I basically wanted to be on Disney Channel, but that didn't work out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so from an early age, I just kind of had that songwritery, creative flair. And I I just I just kept pursuing it and for fun, um, mm-hmm. you know, and doing choirs and things like that. I was classically trained in voice lessons growing up. Um, and so – and then I changed when I was in college. I took voice lessons with Julie Henderson, who's in San Antonio, and I love her. I got to shout her out because she's changed my life um, when it comes to pop uh, vocal training. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I kind of feel like I've always been around music. Um, it's always been a part of my life, and oddly, songwriting has too. I feel like I, I didn't know a lot of kids that actually like, I actually wrote down songs. <laughs> Right. Oh, I think that's awesome. I mean, I personally, um, my father's a singer, so I was around music, but I never thought that I would ever do music. I mean, I love to dance and stuff like that, but I was so shy. I never, I was like, oh my gosh, you think I could ever get on a stage and do something? And after a while, I learned, um, I I started by, by writing spiritual poetry and then turning them into songs and so music, you know, like I said, it's always been my saving grace and it's helped me through a lot. So I'm very thankful for the artists out there because um, they helped me through um, a lot of things. Now, how important is it for you to be authentic as a person and authentic in your music? Oh, man. I mean, incredibly authentic. I, f- I would feel weird if somebody was like, well, I don't care. Let's just fake it. <laughs> um <laughs> But I will, I will say though, I often um, will take inspiration from outside myself, and like, so, you know, I'll meet with friends and hear their stories and get their permission to write a story, kind of based on their song or their on their life, right. and or I'll watch TV shows. So I, I, I still think that's authentic because I'm still writing from my own perspective of how I perceive it, but. Um, you know, if if I say something how I want to sing it, I, I like I want to mean what I say. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be called out for being fake. You know. Yeah, no, and I think that I think that's wonderful. Um, it goes into the whole concept of just being yourself as an artist. Um, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody else. I say it seems like when you listen to the radio, it's always the same type of music over and over and over. And then when you go to music conferences, they're always telling you, oh, we want to hear something different. Yeah, they're playing the same crap over and over again. It's almost like these people have to die off for you to know somebody else, somebody new on the radio stations. We know it's pay to play, but there's got to be a point where uh, a radio DJ is going to be like, enough is enough. I need to play something new and exciting uh, so that people are aware that there are other artists besides these artists on the radio. I, myself, um, I used to write, you know, like the normal verse, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, verse, whatever. 
And then I started, and I, and, and what happened, what happened to me is like, I wouldn't be able to write because I felt like I was forcing myself to write a certain way. And when I changed yeah. that, I started writing more like as if it were a poem. Then I, then it allowed me to relax and uh, the music started to flow. The lyrics started to flow and I felt more like myself. So do you write um, in, in that sense, in the sense that you just allow yourself to be um, and to write the way that you want? Yeah. I So being, when I was just, doing songwriting really and not really writing music for myself I kind of tried to stick to a format but more often than not when I'd like come away from a writing session and just you know be singing the song and just reworking it it ends up taking on a whole different form and people ended up liking that better <laughs> so yeah. for this artist these artist projects I even when it comes to genre like, I gave myself the freedom to, you know, remain in, like, genre, but, you know, mix it up, do some R&B, do some very acoustic things mm-hmm. as well. Like, I mean, it, it didn't have to be one size fits all. And, um, I mean, I, I've had songs that basically have one verse into the chorus, and then there's an alternate chorus, and then kind of a bridge, you know? <laughs> and there's some of my favorite songs. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, I think it's their own. Yeah, uh, songwriting is is definitely very interesting. Some people are so, like, I write for, um, you know, Americana, folk country, stuff like that, and they're so rigid in their stuff. They're just like, okay, you have to rhyme. And my thing is, like, isn't the point to tell the story? <laughs> Why is it that you have to rhyme with everything? And, yeah. you know, the deeper I get into music, I actually stopped listening to the music portion. I listen to the lyrics. I like to see uh, the involvement of an artist. I like to see how somebody expresses some something. I like to see that person in their music because I, I think words are so important, um, obviously, to get the message out. And yeah, um, absolutely. So no, it's great that and obviously, you know, as as artists, we have to look at we're a brand right and so there's a specific way we like to write but if we're writing for something a show or for somebody else we're also a business you know so I'm a multi-genre artist but my focus is Americana folk uh, country but I do write and perform for the others because I'm a business obviously streaming is not allowing us to make a lot of money so if you're not <laughs> selling merch you know, you have to try to get your, your music into sync, licensing, TV commercials, you name it. You need to try to do it. So I think... Yeah, that's the name of the game. Yeah, I think, but I think sometimes people forget those, those things. They forget that we are, we are a business. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's just, that's, that's what it is. We're a business. Now, what do you love most about being an artist? Oh, man. Um it's hard to differentiate between that and like a songwriter because I would say that it would be the same thing for both of I love when a song, I get to hear somebody say that a song connects with them in a very personal way. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you're writing a song, performing a song, like you have your own way that you want it to come across that you, you know, you're writing from your own experience or somebody else's experience. 
Right. And then people will like be like, oh yeah, this you know my grandpa and I listened to this in this way, and then we loved it. And I was like, wow, I wasn't even thinking about that, <laughs> you know. And mm-hmm. like I, I wrote a song um, during uh, Suicide Awareness Month and Mental Health Month um, back in September. I guess Mental Health Awareness just happened, but Suicide Awareness Month um, back in September. And just the way the song I wrote for that took a life of its own for other people. You know, it, like the song was about suicide, but other people took it for anxiety, depression, everything um, mental health related. And just being able to speak to people in that way when, I don't know, normal, like, spoken word fails, <laughs> yeah. songs don't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm going to play one of your songs, Get Over You. Tell me what that's about. Oh, uh, yes. Get Over You um, was one burst out of the pandemic. Um, I was actually writing with a friend who... I uh, went through a breakup, and this guy was kind of the worst. Um, but it's basically about the idea of, like, a breakup never happens, like, all at once. Like, it it takes time to heal from it um, right. until eventually you've done, and that's kind of the last, you know, chip of the heartbreak, if you will. And it's like, all right, we both moved on. And, you know, all these things I thought it was going to be like with you, I mean, it, it's not it's not coming true, and that's okay. Um, so it's kind of the piece of it. It's the piece hmm. of a breakup, but also the the heart the heart um, hurt hurting of a breakup. All right, let's play it. It was a Wednesday when you called me, but I wait till Monday to start crying. Then I get my distance. At a mutual friend's house party in Orleans When I said I was doing fine Cause that's how it goes to not see it No, a heart don't break all the wine Yeah, that's how it goes to not see it No, a heart don't break all the wine Oh, and I'll forget Oh, and I'll forget The thoughts run wild, you're back in my head That's like I'm trying to end Oh, and I'll forget Now the memories hit When I leave the question All the places you went Probably there was someone who Almost said your name In a casual conversation That's how it felt On the tip of my tongue I didn't miss it that much That's how it goes No fears, no A heart don't break all the wine Yeah, that's how it goes It's hard to let go And suddenly you both be gone
I love it. Now this one, this one's on, it's on Spotify. Yes, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can stream music. Um, and there's a YouTube uh, little lyric video that a friend made that's really cool. <laughs> and how is this song doing? It's good. It just, I mean, I am a new artist, and so mm. I don't have a massive following, but it did just break 6,000 streams. <laughs> so I was excited about that. that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Because um, it, it's definitely commercial, and you have a great voice. <clears throat> I was just thinking. I, I just, I really wanted to write a breakup, Bob. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, I mean, you can definitely, you listening to, anybody listening could say, oh, my God, this could be so on a show. And it, it could be top, it could top the charts. Um, <laughs> Manifest it. Yes, yeah, I got, I got some radio play too in Texas, um, which was like without my prompting, which was cool. So, what do you what do you use um, to market your and promote your music? <clears throat> uh, so, I have a management company I work with called B Squared, um, woman owned yeah. company out of Nashville, and they're awesome. How how they connected us actually, um, but they yeah. they have been helping me. Um, get get my name out there. I know them well. I know Birdie well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Birdie's awesome. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, this song is definitely a, a hit. Now, which song which song of yours do you like to perform and why? Ooh, it's a good question. I really like to play. Uh, Wildflowers, which is the first song I released um, uh, last year in April. And it's just, is a song that's pretty personal to me, but also it's hard to write personal songs that are also encouraging without it being too cheesy. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> but, um, yeah. This, that, that song, um, it's, it's basically about... Um, showing love to your younger self and bringing back your inner child in your adult years, you know, cause we can look back on our childhood or even like our teen years and get really cringed out about, you know, the, the shit we got up to. But, um, but I, I guess as an adult, I've just realized, and I guess now having a daughter, I just, I want to still have that childlike wonder about me, you know, when every all the crap in the world is happening, I it's it's hard to it's hard to not <laughs> um, just lose heart because um, innocence has kind of like gone away. But right. you can still see the wonder and the beauty in the world, even you know with the chaos all around. And so that song kind of celebrates where you've been and where you're going and carrying those parts of yourself with you. Alrighty, I get it. Now that you're a new mom, how do you think you're going to balance being a mom and this artist, you know, the artist, the artist in you? Yeah. Ain't that the question? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm still working on it. I, it's hard because I, you know, she's on her own routine. I'm right. trying to adjust to her routine. Um, but at the end of the day, I know that, um, putting out these songs and these projects 
working mm-hmm. on music is going to make me a better mom because right. I'm doing what I'm passionate about. That's right. And so, and, and how often are moms so very burnt out? I mean, dads too. I mean, parents right. get so burnt out when they don't make space for themselves. And, you know, I can't give as much time to music as I'd like, but right. I still can, you know, I have a wonderful partner and my husband and he, you know, helps me make space for that as well. Um, but yeah, and I also I invite her in to the sobriety sessions, you know, as long as the other collaborators, and she just plops on the floor and listens in, and I'm hoping maybe she'll get the little songwriting bug. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. Yeah. You know, when she's able to write and talking or start belting something, you're going to be like, okay, I think she might be in the family business. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I start doing vocal warm-ups with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I'm going to play your song. Um, the other song is going to go all the way down here. I Got It Bad. Tell me what that's about. Yeah, so I just released the song um, um, May 20th, which was my husband and I's five-year wedding anniversary. And so the song's, um, you know, is about him, but also it's general to uh, when you – first realize you're falling in love with somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with and it's so it's kind of from the perspective of the very beginning of the relationship when you're like oh my gosh this is actually real okay (laughs) I love that all right let me I got it
another beautiful one that was very nice and it it showed a different type of genre also get on my game yeah like, yeah that was definitely way different <laughs> yeah it gives like a, a, a somewhat of a bluesy r&b kind of vibe nice i mean it's yeah. great to write in many different ways believe me um thank you <laughs> I i really loved writing that one and singing it. That was that was a that was a fun recording session, but it was hard. It was like two takes and I was like, All right, that's all I have in me. You're like, That's it. That's all I got. Um Yeah, writing is, is what what is your writing process and how do you you know how do the ideas flow to you? I know the best place for me to come up with songs is in the shower. I don't know what it is about the shower. But I, I get the best ideas. It's just like, oh my gosh, I gotta write them down. But you're, I, I don't have anything to write them on. <laughs> right. That's when you need like a waterproof case, like quick press record. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, actually, a lot of my writing happens in the car. Um, I can't tell you the amount of songs that I've written start to finish in the car on the way home from like the grocery store. Um, something about belting out music in the car. I mean, because that's the kind of music I want to write. It's music that can, like, <laughs> just be sung really loudly in the car. And so I'm like, I guess it makes sense for me to write all of it here because then I'm inspired by this location. Um, but, yeah, basically for me, it normally starts with a melody, typically. Um, I'm I'm primarily a melody writer. I love a good catchy melody. Um and then I kind of just start singing, you know, random lyrics with it. And sometimes they stick, sometimes they don't. Um, and then I'll go back and kind of give like a, okay, what's the story? What's the storyline of this song? What am I, what's the heart of the song? What am I trying to say here? Um, but yeah, normally it's melody first for me. Yeah, me is, um, what I would do is I'll, think of a theme I want to write about and I'll, I'll start out with the chorus and then I work around the chorus and then the verses start to flow that way. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess if I'm being more specific verses for me come first, I normally, if I have a good catchy first part of the verse, then I'm like, I'm set. I'm good. <laughs> I'll be excited about the rest of the song. Cause if I'm not excited about that first line of the verse that I won't want to continue writing the song. Right. No, I, I get it. Um, yeah. Like I said, when I'm forced to write, I just, you know, I, nothing comes up. I will stare at the um, screen and I still write on paper uh, for hours and start yelling at the paper and the screen and I'm like, oh my gosh, why is there nothing coming through? And then I'll just walk away. And then the next day, things will just flow. And it's just odd. And I'm like, where were you yesterday? I needed this yesterday. Um, what yep. are three <laughs> things you wish you had known um, before you got into the music industry? Ooh, that is a great question. Um I wish I had, this is kind of iffy, but I wish I had known my sound a little bit better. Like I wish I had honed in my vocal capabilities and the style choices I had. I mean, I know some of that's just experience-based, but 
I just kind of wish I was more sure of myself. I was very uncertain when I came into the music industry, and it definitely shows in my earlier writing um, that I was just trying to please other people. So I just, I guess it's more the assurity that I had the ability to do what I was going to do. I'd say that's number one. And then second, um, I wish I could go back and tell myself that I was fully capable of doing some of the tech side of things. I, I Because there wasn't a lot of women in the tech world, um, I don't do my own production, but I think I could have, and I still could, <laughs> still done, um, done more producing than I, than I gave myself credit for back then. But I just, because I didn't have, you know, the finances to fund, you know, my DAW or, you know, all the other audio things. Um, yeah, that's one thing. And then let's see, the last thing, um, <laughs> always budget for marketing. <laughs> marketing is so important. Getting your, like, your music's not going to be heard. If, it's not just going to be like a one-hit wonder thing where it's like, oh, somebody random just picked it up on the radio. It's like, no, you, you got to you got to go out there and have people help you with a lot of the marketing stuff. Yeah. yeah Way more definitely. than I expected. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. The marketing thing is, it's excruciating. Um, one person, yeah, told, one person so told me, was like, when you promo, you shouldn't put the same thing on every platform. I'm like, well, I don't have, <clears throat> there's no way for me. What do you want me to come up with on six different platforms? I mean, that's uh, I get what they were trying to say, but um, it's just no. Uh-uh. I was just like, well. And then, um, you know, what I find is that obviously years ago, you'd, you'd take your little record and you'd go to a DJ and you'd say, oh, can you play it? That was about the extent of right. it. I mean, a little bit more, but right now with um, promoting and marketing, you literally have to be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse, whatever it is. It, it's just a different um, time period. It's just a different way of doing things. And when you're writing music now, you have to say, oh, will this work on these platforms as well? I mean, if that's what you're going for, like, oh, can somebody totally. use, it? use it? It's just, it's just, it's insane. So I recently took this uh, TikTok Cap University course and they were talking about branding and how uh, you should, uh, basically we are a brand, so we are a business. So we have to learn how to, you know, promote our music, promote ourselves, even if we try to promote it with our music, with a product. And then, I mean, it was crazy. There was like this one woman, she didn't like the logo for Microsoft. And so she sent, it was like, the videos were very short. She sent to that. I don't like it. Then she sent the second video was a, a, the logo with her picture on it. And the third was, Microsoft actually saw it and they put her logo up on their store. And then, so she started designing logos for, um, for micro, for other businesses as well. So it's just, this, oh, this, yeah, it's like a, a totally different place. Don't add another person I talked to. She's a DJ. She said she did a remix on the voice. I don't, I don't know if it was like a toy Elmo or something like that. And she said she put it up there in the first day, you know, there's, there, oh, that's my watch. There's a theory. <laughs> and then there's, um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and then there's, uh, so she, she said the first time she looked, she said there was uh, a thousand like uh, views and all that stuff and likes and shares. And then the next day it, it, it went over a million. 
And she, she was yeah, just like, it can happen just like that. <laughs> it can happen just like that. And you just don't know um, how things, it's just weird. It's bizarre. It's, it's, it's the exciting and infuriating thing about what's yeah. happening now, especially with TikTok. It's so cool because people who would never have the chance to get their name out, mm-hmm. and you know, if they don't have any connection with the music industry or just just don't know what they're doing, overnight they can become you know superstars essentially, and it's and it's crazy, but it's also <laughs> infuriating for people who have been doing this for so many years. They're like, what the I heck? Know. I got to change my whole marketing technique. I know. And TikTok is like you need to do five videos a day. And at first, I used to say, "Oh my gosh, how am, how am I going to do that?" And um, and recently, I started to do that. I have had to come up with ideas. And now Facebook, uh, back in February, they started doing Facebook Reels, and I was like, "What this? What is this?" Which is kind of different than Instagram Reels, even though Facebook owns Instagram. Um, and so if they see that you post a lot of Reels, though, they actually contacted me saying, "Oh, do you want to be a digital creator?" I was like, okay, but then, yeah, so what does that do? That means that you need to come up with videos. So there's a hitch to it, though, because at first I was uploading my TikToks onto my Facebook Reels, and they're like, okay, if you want to make money, we cannot accept it. You can still post the TikTok Reels, but you won't make money off of them. So then what I started to do is create um, the videos off of Facebook first and do them on TikTok. It's just, I'm just like, my brain. Yeah. It is right or great. like created all in a separate app. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that's not a good, you know, it'd be great to have one app where you could just create everything. You're like, okay, this is what I'm doing today. So what I do sometimes is I will create the videos on Facebook Reel and then put them in drafts and then and then um, put them out the next day. Because with Facebook, you know, they say to post between Monday Monday through Friday. Uh, not Saturday and Sunday, you know, there's like one or two videos maybe a day that you can do. It's not like TikTok where there's like five, five videos a day. You need, you keep needing to do something. Um, and they said that uh, TikTok is actually more extreme, more than um, Netflix. Can you believe? And I believe that because the videos are a lot shorter. And Whoa. so, you know, people can actually go, yeah, go on there and um, do whatever they need to do. But they said the videos that do the best are the ones that are the most authentic. And so, you know, yeah. people, you know when people are thinking doing things on there, they just have to be themselves. And it, it could be funny, it could be serious, it could be depressed, it could be whatever. And it's just about mm-hmm. being and showing who you are to the world. Yeah, it's good. Good advice. I got I to get my all my TikTok game better. <laughs> Thanks for the kick in the butt. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's just, it's, it's crazy. I, recently, I've been posting all the, I love, I was born in the 70s, but I love 80s music. And I've been posting like, oh, my favorite 80s. You got to have this on your playlist. Or I love the never ending story. Or I put, uh, recently, today I did one where I'm dancing to the Flashdance Maniac song and a leotard and oh, tight. Yeah. And, and I bought some <laughs> leggings and I look like a freak. But hey, I did it. I did it. In Man, the, I, what, I wish I saw that video before this call so I can envision that while we're yeah, talking. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And I, it's funny because one of the TikToks I did last year was the one on um, <laughs> training bras. Because I found my old training bra, and I obviously can't fit it now. But I was like, why did we even have this? Now I can use it as a headband and stuff like that. So I had that on my top of my head, and it's, 
you know, it's it's it's, it's what we do now <laughs> to be seen and heard. It's just oh, it's a lot of work. It's it's like you know, sometimes you just look at it and say, do I really want to do this? And then you'll get a call or an email, and they're like, oh, we really like your music. And we're like, okay, I guess I'm going to continue to do this mess. <laughs> um. But last thing is, what is a quote message or, you know, saying that you'd like to use to push yourself uh, throughout the day, if you have one? Yeah, um, so I'm a firm believer in, like, morning mantras, and, you know, they change all the time for me. Um, But one of them I always consistently said is, I'm not going to be for everyone. And that sounds kind of negative, right? it's very it's very freeing to know that it's okay if not everybody likes me. <laughs> Recovery yeah. people pleaser over here. And <laughs> so I I just have to tell myself that every single day. You know, it's it's okay that I'm not for everyone. But I'm I'm great with myself and I'm I'm happy with where I'm headed and that's the most important thing at the end of the day. That's right. You know what that you know, I just released a song called Authentically Me and you you just have to be yourself. People can't worry about what people think. I don't have personally I don't have time for that. I'm just gonna be me. The world is already chaotic enough with people trying to bully you into being something that you're not. I'm done with all of that. Yeah. You don't you don't like me, don't like my music, turn it off and look the other way. I'm I'm good. I'm good, so I completely understand. Well, and I feel like authenticity breeds more authenticity. Like, if the more we start authentic, people feel the freedom to also be their true selves. That's, oh, man, that is one of the things I live by. (laughs) Amen to that. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. It was my honor to have you on the show. I mean, you have an amazing voice. Uh, You're going to have a very successful career i see it oh thank you so much matt i appreciate it all right everybody having me this was a lot of fun oh it was it was my pleasure thank you melanie scheiber oh my gosh she's amazing i mean she's a singer songwriter she has beautiful beautiful vocals she's just amazing and you can find her on instagram at my friends call me dot mel my friends call me that my friends call me mel is on youtube she's on spotify uh her website is my friends call me mel.com and i love that because you know what this just shows her creativity and it's different she's unique and if you can't remember that just google her melanie m scheiber or my friends call me dot mel and you'll find her until next time on chatting with me with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.